Hey everybody, it's Russ and Maurice, today's guest in the hot seat, Jonathan Reed of Reidentify. Um, authenticity, transparency, positive energy, man, just dropping wisdom right and left. What do you think, Maurice? Yeah, also the co-host of the Purpose Led podcast, right? True. Uh, yeah. One of the top five podcasts in the personal growth segment. Um, and uh, he dropped some gems um, the entire podcast long, like things that you need to print on a T-shirt. Um, and a very positive guy, very structured, but in a smiling way structured. It doesn't it doesn't come mm -hmm. across like that at first. But if you really listen to him, you can really see there is some a lot of structure through the madness. And um, yeah, I think. If you're into thought leadership and true thought leadership, he's the guy for you. If you're into how to build your business and how to just go about building your business and what it really takes, the authenticity uh, that Ross already mentioned. Oh yeah. And just bringing yourself into your business and everything in, into the team that you create and into the customers that you work with. Um, yeah, this guy dropped gems left and right, and uh, it was an absolute blast to have him on. And uh, yeah, lean back and um, well, actually, don't lean back, get something to write, get, yeah, get a pen, get a paper, <laughs> write this down, write, yeah, write it down because <laughs> he drops knowledge. Um, and um, yeah, enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Crazy People Doing a Podcast, the Crazy People Podcast. Over in seat number one, the captain of curiosity, that is Maurice Hoffman. Over here in seat number three, I am your private of perspicuity. That's a real word. I looked it up. I'm Russ Brummel. In the hot seat, in the middle today, the brigadier of branding. How about that one? Jonathan Reed. Welcome, Jonathan. I feel very welcome. That was an amazing. I've <laughs> never heard that one before. That was you came out. I don't know why I did all military. Movies. I don't know. Yeah, that was me. So. Wow, bringing up new words. Don't know why I did it. Very, very good. <laughs> I, I like that brigadier brand. I'm going to use that myself. How about that? I'm going to use that it. myself. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, guys. It's amazing to be here. Hey, Jonathan, it's uh, it's a totally an honor uh, to have you to have you on. Um, we had a chat a couple of weeks ago. It's actually a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. And um, we were talking about podcasting and how it all works. Mm -hmm. So, but before we go into down into that alley and do whatever, uh, let's give the audience a bit of a background. Who are you? What is it that you do? And uh, let's take it from there. So, as I said to you guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, we're your hosts for the evening, us three. Um, pleasure to meet you guys. Pleasure to meet the audience. And who am I? My name is Jonathan Reed. I run a few businesses. The first one, my main one, is called Reidentify, and that's a thought leadership agency. What is a thought leadership agency? That's just some words. Well, a thought leadership agency is essentially my something that I came up with, just like the Brigadier Brandon, like Rusted. I came up with this thought leadership agency to help B2B businesses and their representatives become thought leaders in their space and in their niche, in their in their area, whatever you want to call it, right? They're they're filled 
to become thought leaders in their field. And how do we do this? We do this through podcasting and personal branding. We leverage both podcasts and personal brands to help these people grow. All these people, these companies grow from the inside out. That's essentially what this business does. I also have a podcast called Purpose Led. Uh, I run that with my good friend, Rob. We've been doing that for a few years now. Um, and that was rated top 5% most shared podcast in the world in the personal development space last year. So hopefully we do it again this year as well. Looking forward to that. Uh, we run events for our community. We speak in schools. Like we get invited to speak in schools, universities, and corporates. And we're going down more so the corporate route now while still keeping on um, the university school stuff and the um, event stuff too. So those are the two main things that I do. And I do a couple other things on the side as well. I have my, have my little hobbies. I like boxing too. But um, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Fantastic. And as people can probably hear from your accent, uh, you come from the UK. You are based in London, right? I'm based in London. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So you are the first guest, I think, that we have on coming from London to us. Right, Russ? I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Guest. yep. Yeah, that is. And, and just for your honor, by the way, I put on a T-shirt from my university that I went to, Liverpool. Amazing. Right? Um, just to honor you and to share some British here. <laughs> Thank you we, very much. Because <laughs> we don't have that so much. Hey, um, it's it's an amazing story. And uh, what I did research with uh, about you, I found, obviously, both of the companies that you do. And I got to say, speaking of personal branding, the re-identify, re-identify, I think that is, that, that name is brilliant, right? It's uh, fantastic. So how did you get there? Was it a spur of the moment or um, a longer quest for, okay, what's the company name supposed to be? To be honest, that one, it was, it was, a, it was a journey. I'll put it that way. It was a journey. I was thinking, of, okay, what is a smart name? Something I can name the company and we can take it in whatever direction we need to take it into. Like, what, what can I really come up with? And then I heard someone say, make your, uh, I think it was make your last name an asset. I was like, okay, cool. How can I turn my last name into an asset? How can I incorporate into any businesses that I'm running in the future? And I was like, okay, cool. So how about I just do it for this business, right? How am I going to do this? I do not know. Um, but before I started this business, I also had like a photography kind of side hustle thing. And that was called Read Visuals. So it wasn't as clever, but it still had the last name in it. So I was like, okay, how do I incorporate my last name into this brand? And there wasn't any chat GPT at the time. If there was, I would have 110% used it. But... I must have been looking, okay, cool. What, what what words have read in them? Hmm. Not many words have read in them the way that you spell my last name, read, R-E-I-D. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's go to the good old thesaurus. Let's go to the good old dictionary seat and, and have, a, have a little look. Not the physical one, the online one. I haven't got time for the physical one right now. Well, I didn't have time back then for the physical one. So I looked up, I said, okay, what words have read in them? There was the, the re-identify one. It kind of it worked. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Why not re-identify? Makes sense. And when I told people, they were like, "Oh, that's smart." So similar to what you said, Maurice. That's what a lot yeah. of people say to me. So I'm like, I like that little, that little, just something different, and it has a little bit of meaning behind it as well because I like to look into etymology. So etymology is just how you break down words right into that their mm -hmm. um, their um, original forms. So I'm sure you guys know. And what that actual what that actually means, I'm not going to go into the Latin and everything like that, but what that actually means re-identify to re-identify is to um kind of like reintroduce someone to let's say for example for, for me it would be vision so i want to re-identify somebody with their vision so being able to um 
come back to their vision because a lot of people lose their vision in the process and i wanted to help mm -hmm. people find that um, and i feel like vision is a fundamental part of anything that you do so i wanted to be able to help people to re-identify themselves with that and um that's kind of where it came came from and i kind of built the reason around it afterwards after i realized it was a cool name um but it worked out so yeah that's a little bit of the story for re-identify yeah if you if you try it's hard if you think it's hard to do it with a last name like reed try to do it with a last name and a Kaufman, right that's forget about it <laughs> maurice get, give me 24 hours i'll come i'll come back with some names <laughs> i mean now I'll we got chat gpt and whatever i'm yeah. always <laughs> using other stuff um but yeah, yeah that's how i actually got my online name it's maurice spelled with m-o-r-e-z-e -E. That was brought to me by uh, a, a guy from a record company, Def Jam Records, actually, uh, about I know the, I know the brand, a long yeah. time ago. Mm. Uh, and he made a, he made fun of misspelling our names and our our company name, and that yeah. one stuck. So I I kept that one when some records arrived with uh, Maurice being on there. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So that's why I said, was it brought to you or was it hard work and you did it yourself? So yeah, for me it was brought to me literally. <laughs> by by Mia, and uh, yeah, I just kept that. Yeah, that's fa that's fantastic. I I I seen that you you worked in an in branding agency before you started all your own businesses. And but how did you get there? How did you go down the alley of I want to be do branding? I want to do marketing? I want to go in that path? Right? That's not every day. So. For myself, as I said, I started off with videography and photography. That was a big part of what I did when I was much younger. Um, from when I was young, like my dad gave me a phone uh, when when they just started to put cameras in them, um, like decent cameras in them. And then they started to look at my, my pictures. They said, oh, these are pretty good. And then I remember taking some pictures at my cousin's wedding a while ago. And then people thought they were the actual photographer's pictures, but they were mine. So I decided to make a business out of it. Um, and then after that, then I started to um, build stuff around this business, like build a website, build uh, social media, grow the social media. Because if you want, if you have a business, you want people to see what the business is about. You want to be able to put yeah. your stuff out there, grow a following. So I learned a lot of fundamental graphic design. I learned a, a lot of fundamental skills there, um, which are kind of to do with marketing and growing an online brand that I didn't even realize I was learning at the time. I just wanted to get more clients and I wanted more people to see my work, but it kind of it just happened naturally, like very naturally when I wanted to put my photography and videography work out there. Like a lot of things like in my life have happened quite naturally. Um, if right. I really actually just kind of take a take a, a bird's eye view of it. But yeah, so after that, uh, I went into an, a, a digital marketing apprenticeship after I finished with uh, sixth, sixth form. Well, after I finished with sixth form, I took a gap year. I say a gap year. I was really just working part time and taking some pictures here and there. Um, and then after that, I got into an apprenticeship, which was digital marketing, and it was um, in a insurance innovation consultancy. And essentially, what they do is they kind of consult insurers on how to innovate, how to innovate their products, if their products are going to work or not in the market. And I was basically the marketing arm of that um, consultancy, so I had mm -hmm. to learn a lot, even more about marketing. And then. I like cars, right, guys? I'm sure that you, you both like cars as well. So there's this car called the Jaguar yeah. I-Pace, which I was looking at um, <laughs> on YouTube. I like to see car reviews, even though I know yeah. that those cars are probably not going to come into like my possession within like the next year or so. I still like to see the car reviews like with these crazy cars. So this Jaguar I-Pace, I was watching a video about it. There was this guy, his name was Jordan, and he was doing a review of his car. And the car had a nice white and black colorway. And then he came home after he'd take, taken the car out for, for a spin and he had a Porsche 911 
with a black and white colorway and then he zoomed out to the house which was also a black and white colorway really really nice house and i was like this guy looks kind of young what does he do then he said that he, he had a marketing agency i said okay marketing agency money right, that's cool but i don't really have I, I was still thinking photography at the time and i was like I, I saw another video of another guy he had um i think it was a bmw like a bmw m4 or something like that pretty nice car if you're a car guy you know about the bmw m4s and then he also got i think it was a, a mercedes some sort of mercedes but he had both of the cars he didn't sell the bmw he kept the bmw and had the mercedes as well and i said what does he do he had a marketing agency so i said i started equating marketing agency to okay cool they're doing pretty well for themselves and these are kind of skills that i already have so if these are skills that i already have and I can help people with them because I helped the company that I worked at with them, I might yeah. be able to do it myself. And it came to a point where the company said, essentially, we don't need you anymore. They didn't say it like that, but they said it in, in nice <laughs> ways of like, okay, the contract's up. Uh, yeah, we don't need you anymore kind of thing. So I was like, okay, do I get back into a nine to five role or do I kind of branch out and start my own business? And I decided to branch out and start my own business in the marketing space. And then it kind of, it, it, there's been a lot of different uh versions of the business because it started off as a marketing agency but now it's a thought leadership agency and there's been many different things um in between but yeah i think we're at a good point right now and that's kind of where it started yeah that you know if you as you are telling this story it sounds all quite easy and straightforward and one came to the other <laughs> and I'm, i'm i'm pretty sure in in many ways it probably did but i i still want to know What are the trials and tribulations? Because I, I know I'm, I'm going from one project to the other and sometimes mm -hmm. it just from the outside, it looks like, oh, it all just came together and it had to be this way. Yeah. But in real life, it really isn't. So yeah. what were some of the, the hurdles that you had to cross and um, really to, to make it really work? Okay, well, there was quite a few. I'd say at the very beginning, it took about three months to see any monetary benefit from the business that I just launched, which is, that's, that's a whole 90 days. And that is a lot of time to not see any kind of fruits of your labor because I was putting in work like every single day. And there were so many things I learned about myself as well, that when you don't have someone telling you what to do and when to do it, you really have complete control over your schedule. So there has to be a lot more self-accountability mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things that you need to do that you didn't have to do before because somebody was keeping you in check essentially. And it was all up to somebody else. It wasn't necessarily all up to you, but then it became, uh, well, then it turned into it being all up to me. It was up to me to make something of myself, make something of the business. Um, and there's been so many different milestones, so many different things that I face on a, on a regular basis. Even, even recently, if I could be transparent, there was, uh, I'd say maybe two days, no, yesterday, actually, we lost about two clients in a day. And that was because they got acquired. We had two clients uh, from the same company. Um, so they had two different podcasts, right? And we helped them with both of them. And it was from the same company, but that company got acquired. And then all of my clients, they got fired. And that is, cool. no fault, that is through no fault, fault of ours. Yeah. And I can't feel any type of way of like, oh, that is so unfair because they just lost their jobs. So yeah. Yeah. it was a really, it was a tough time because I can't feel any type of way about my team i can't there's nobody to there's nobody to blame here and regardless if there was anybody that's another thing i've learned it's it's not i i, I now take responsibility for everything so now everything is not necessarily my fault but my responsibility 
And I've come mm. to terms with that as a leader because that's something that you need to understand as a leader that not everything is your fault, but it's your responsibility. So ultimately, if the client doesn't get what they need, it falls to you to make sure they get what they need. It's not You can't blame it on the team member. It's your business at the end of the day. So there's so many different lessons I've learned along the way. And there's so many different things that I'm having to face on a regular basis. Um, I've just come to terms with the fact that this whole business thing and this whole entrepreneurship thing is just problem solving. Every day is just problem solving. You're just solving a bigger problem. And as you, the business gets bigger, so do the problems. So um, yeah, there's always, there's all these different types of trials and tribulations. There's many trials and tribulations, but the good times are also very, very good as well. I don't want it to be all doom and gloom. The good times are very, very good as well. Um, yeah. Cause there's all the ups in terms of like hiring people and seeing your team grow and develop and seeing potential in your team is an amazing thing that I've realized as well. Um, being able to provide value for your clients, seeing results from your for your clients as well. One of our clients, they actually, I think I told you this, Maurice, as well. One of our clients, they're actually seeing about seventy percent of their leads and most of their revenue in their company. It's a pretty big SaaS company, off the back of the podcast that we're running for them, because we're able to leverage that and and actually position them as thought leaders in their space. And the way that we've been able to do that is been able to is because we've actually learned through all of these lessons beforehand and through all of the things that I've been through in, in my personal podcast as well and kind of feed it into all of these clients that we have. So yeah. it's, there's, there's many, many, many ups and downs. It's a daily thing, but I've learned to understand that it's part of the process. It's really part of the process. And if you want something big, then you're going to have to get over even bigger things. So yeah. hope that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely a fantastic answer. Um, how do you how do you manage yourself through all of this? I mean, because again, we I think we had that in, in the last show uh, with Will, where sometimes he see, he he what he said is that he performs best when his back is against the wall, and that seems to be true for me at least. True, right? Because then you just you you block out all the noise and you focus on the main thing, right? Mm -hmm. How? What is your process like? Uh, how do you how do you make sure that as the successes and the the hurdles that you have to cross get bigger and bigger, how do you keep focus on the main thing? I number one remind myself that I do have responsibilities now, so it's not just outside of the the business, but in the business, there's people who I'm now having like I'm I'm now helping I'm paying I'm paying them a wage a salary and they're living off of that so that's yeah. to me that's like okay i can't i can't really i mean i can stop but i don't like i have a responsibility now to actually look after my mm -hmm. team and um, i have responsibility to keep going because if i don't then now they're gonna have to look for jobs now they're gonna have to do this and that and they enjoy working with me i enjoy working with them that's another thing that pushes me on as well great people around me i love i think environment is so important in every single aspect of life especially business as well and work because you're going to be around these people, this team, for majority of your life for the next X amount of years. So yeah. it might as well be some good people. And that is one thing that I've definitely, you know, um, made sure of that the people around me are some good people, especially in the team that I run for um, Reidentify. But another thing is God. I'm a Christian. Like, I, I, my relationship with God has got a lot better this year as well. Um, also, what else would I say? I've started to actually have breaks. So I'd actually have to give myself a pat on the back for that because I did not do that before. Uh, one thing my friend said is that it's easier to come back from a break than a burnout. So I've been doing a lot more kind of shorter breaks. So in the morning mm -hmm. or not in the morning, whenever I go to the gym, we also have a spa in the gym. That is something that is 
it's so helpful being able to go to the sauna after you had a gym session and then what i do sometimes is i just be still like i just won't be thinking about anything i just i just be still like there's this uh kind of uh this, this indoor uh ceramic bed thing which is kind of heated in the sauna as well so all outside of the sauna so i can just lay there i just hear the water kind of crashing around and it's just it's just peaceful and that time and that space to just be peaceful and to just be still has helped me so much and even reading as well i'm coming off of social okay there's a lot of things Maurice. coming off of social media has been a really really big key reading has been a really really big key and it's i think it's about focus as well because yeah. there is so much going on social media it's just click 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 something 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 all the time so you're always you're you're constantly you're constantly your your attention is constantly being grabbed by all these different things which is so draining but coming off yeah. of social media allows you to actually hone in your focus and actually focus on things for a longer period of time and reading is a similar thing too think about it, you're doing one task for x amount of time it's so helpful for your focus so um, i hope those answer your questions as well <laughs> it, it's it's fantastic definitely it's fantastic so here you are in the agency you're just uh, your contracts just didn't get renewed when you start off your your new business was the podcast there right away or did that what is the sequence here first the company then your own podcast or did you start with your own podcast and you're like hey this is going very well let's um people ask me how i'm doing this so let's make that a business yeah okay okay that's that's a good question so essentially in terms of the time scale we were doing the podcast in remember the lockdowns and everything like that in the uk we went into lockdown and out of lockdown then into lockdown but in the first few lockdowns i think so it was 20 or end of 2020 when um my friend myself and my friend we were on this app called clubhouse i'm not sure if you guys remember clubhouse or if you still use clubhouse <laughs> yeah. russ maurice yeah 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 um, I'm, I'm we not, on... russ used to be there quite active <laughs> okay russ you were okay you were avid user yep okay right Oh, yeah, I, oh, I remember yeah, yeah. Clubhouse quite, quite. Um, sorry, you saying something, Russ? No, I was going to say the nice thing about Clubhouse most of the time was that some of those rooms, just like when you're reading, yeah, you know, that room would go on for 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, and you just have one sort of long discussion rather than those little kind of sound bites that you get from social media. Yeah. Same kind Honestly, of thing. Honestly, and it was nice. It was nice to just talk to people who were over the just everywhere else like they were they were from mm -hmm. there were people from america there were people from africa there were people from asia there were people from australia that i was speaking to i thought it was amazing i thought it was really really good but the pod, not podcast the clubhouse rooms that we were seeing our friends go into to put it to put it nicely were not the kind of clubhouse rooms that we found interesting just talking about stuff that we didn't really find interesting so we yeah. said okay cool what are we interested in I was reading Atomic Habits at the time. I'm very, very, I love that book. I've read it a couple of times yeah. now. And um, myself and my friend, I even bought it for him for his birthday as well back then. And we were talking about these types of books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and all that kind of stuff, getting into our self-development kind of, kind of not phase, but started to get into self-development a little bit. And we were talking about it a lot on the phone. And we said, hold on, we're having these conversations on the phone. You might as well just do it on Clubhouse. It doesn't really matter if anyone else listens. It's kind of the same thing. So we went on to Clubhouse and then it was just us two, like a phone call. Then it was us two and a friend, like a group call. And then it was us two and two friends. Then it was five people. Oh. Then it was 10 people. Then we got our first person that didn't know who we were, but really loved what we do. And then we grew the community to about 600 people. Um, and then this was kind of um, 
still when I was still in my role as a, a marketing um, direct uh, digital marketer at the insurance innovation company consultancy, and still going through lockdown times and everything like that. And then we grew the community to about 600 people. And then when we got to about there, we came up with the name Purpose-Led. All the community actually came up with the name Purpose-Led. We were in a clubhouse and we were like, what should we call this thing? Because we didn't actually have a name for the community, but people were just gathering because they liked us talking about purpose, personal development, mindset. They said, what should we call it? Well, we said, what should we call this? Came up with the name Purpose-Led. Then they said, okay, we can only hear this stuff live. We need it recorded. Can you guys do a podcast? We were like, I looked, uh, <laughs> I had a call with my friend and we just kind of shrugged our shoulders. She said, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then we started a podcast. Um, and funnily enough, someone from the, the audience actually recommended us a podcast studio because they actually wanted us to do it so much. And that podcast studio actually let us shoot for free in that podcast studio because they liked what we were doing and they liked us as people. So that's a tip there in terms of authenticity, just being your authentic self. Me and my friend, we're, we're just us. And some people like that, some people don't. But the people that like that are willing to support you because you are you. That's one thing that mm -hmm. we've realized. But um, yeah, so after that, uh, people started like liking the podcast the podcast started growing um and then at that time when the podcast started growing and it started to become quite a bit and i was work and i was literally just about to finish my job i said okay i know the question that they're going to ask me or not the question what they're going to tell me that my contract's up they don't really need me anymore let me start looking into this digital marketing thing so as the podcast was growing it was at about maybe i don't know how many listens we were getting thousands of of listens and stuff like that but they must have told me, okay, cool. There's no job for you here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly, there's no job for you here anymore. Kind of what you're going to yeah. do. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. I said, right, cool. Going to start this uh, marketing business. Started the marketing business. Was growing the marketing business and the podcast simultaneously. And then people started asking us to do events as well. And our first event had about 250 people there. And that was even in collaboration with somebody we met on Clubhouse too, which was really, really good. And it was even a paid event too. So we were saying, okay, we can make money from this as well. This is great. So we, 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 were, we, were, we were laughing. Um, obviously, it wasn't a crazy amount of money, but it was still something in, in comparison to just doing free clubhouse rooms or free podcasts. So um, at that point, I was growing a marketing agency and I just about got my first client, right? And I was like, okay, cool. I'm starting to get more and more clients now. And this podcast is taking a lot of my attention. I have to edit it all myself. And that is not productive. Like, even though it's great and I love doing it and it's really, really fun editing it, I have a business to run and I want to grow this business because this is something I need to live off of. And this is something that I want to grow. So mm -hmm. how am I going to do this? There must be a way to automate one of these things. I can't automate the business. So it's going to have to be the podcast. So I thought of a system of how to automate the podcast, created one. And I said, Hmm, I think other people might like this. So I started pitching it to other people saying, okay, we also, so we do digital marketing, but we also help you with your podcast. And someone said, I like that. I need some help with my podcast. So we started to help them with their yeah, podcast. Yeah. And we realized that people needed their podcast automated, similar to how I needed my podcast automated. And that is when the podcast or the uh, the, the business just started to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And our, our offers started to get more and more refined. Um, mm -hmm. And it really turned to a thought leadership agency very much recently because we realized that the way that we're helping our clients to grow is by making them thought leaders through podcasts and personal brands. So that's kind of how we got to where we are right now. And um, that was the kind of timeline. Do you need any more clarity in terms of the timeline or was that pretty? No, no, that's that, that's perfectly fine. I actually I actually browsed your browsed your website and on the right on the start side, starting page, you have a, a video on there and your 
as people probably already heard, you're dropping gems left and right, right? And uh, you said something like school of thought leadership. Elaborate, please. <laughs> the school. So that was actually a joke. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was uh, basically what, what Maurice is referring to is on my website, we have a, um, th there's this video of me basically running through, running people through how to automate their podcasts. Yeah. And I was, I said, okay, what should I title this? I'm, I'm not sure what to title this, this video or title this presentation. Let me just call it the school of thought leadership. So I just said the school of thought leadership. And my sister um, mentioned the school of rock the other day. I'm not sure if you guys know that one by Jack Black, mm -hmm. yeah. that movie by Jack Black. Um, she mentioned it the other day. So it kind of just said okay school of rock school of thought leadership let's just call it that so i just call it the school of thought leadership it's not anything right now maybe it should it could be something in the future um and i've actually just made a newsletter on linkedin it got about 150 um subscribers in under 24 hours which was really cool and it's called the thought uh the thought leaders handbook and that's something i'm actually going to be making a podcast about pretty soon so i'm looking forward to putting that out there <laughs> that is fantastic so in 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 your experience and, you know, asking for a friend, uh, what are the top three reasons why, both positive and negative, why are podcasts successful and why do they fail? Okay. Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian shirts is, is definitely in the top three. Come on, guys. <laughs> top three of which one? What, what, no? Why they're successful, why they fail? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, I would say why is a podcast successful? Top three reasons. Number one, authenticity. Just like how I said with myself and my friend, we've been like that from for, for a very long time. Um, and we've learned to actually be more of ourselves because there are times where we're trying to speak a certain way or we're trying to um, maybe do certain things in the podcast, which maybe are not us. And we you can literally see our progress throughout the podcast. So yeah. um, being your authentic self, right? When we've seen, when we've been our authentic selves, people have just the right people have gravitated towards us the right viewers have started to watch our stuff some people look at our videos on tiktok that will get like tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of views and all that kind of stuff and they say why don't you guys get that much hate it's because of the stuff that we're talking about is quite positive because that's authentically how we are we're quite positive people right and people can see that authenticity and they like that so authenticity is one of the things that make podcasts successful um number two consistency so many people just drop off after i think it's 70 percent of podcasts don't make it past the first the first three episodes or something like that don't quote me on that please because i don't that, know if that's the right <laughs> was it was it right no no i, I mean no but it was just joking because we are we just launched uh, episode 18 yesterday so right okay well well done well, well don't forget to 18 because most people don't get there um so that's number two consistency um but yeah. please do be consistent guys uh number three what would I say for number three? I would say the right guests as well. The right guests. Because when people get onto podcasts and they start bringing on guests, some people think you should just get guests with big followings. Some people think you should just get guests because they're in the same industry. Get guests that align with you. Get guests that align with you because when you get guests that align with you then you're going to make very very good content content is key when it comes to podcasting you can have an amazing mic you can have a short mv7 like i've got you can have uh airpods as a mic if you want you can have you can even just have literally your phone recording and it be your phone mic that you're recording into for your podcast but the content is the most important thing let's say for example joe rogan was speaking through we all know joe rogan right yeah mm-hmm 
let's say he was speaking through his iPhone, right? People will still listen because, okay, of course he's Joe Rogan, right? But because the content is good, the people he's speaking to, he's aligned with them. It's good content. Content is, I say, actually, I'd say that's number three. Content is key. Make sure that the content is good and everything will take care of itself because the podcast will always grow if the content is good. Perfect. And then, oh, the other three as well. The What, what makes podcasts fail? Yeah, yeah. Is it the I, is it the exact opposite of your of your top three or is there something else? I would say it's about yeah. Off the top of my head, I would say it's the probably the opposite of the top three. Yeah. Of why they're successful. In my consultancy, uh or in when I did MA and, and these kind of things, and people were just scared out of their out of their pants, I was like, okay. Let's dive into, let's lean into the, this, the scare and, uh, and this fright and say, okay, let's look five, five years ahead mm. and your company has failed. Why? That's okay. Good. That's the reason. What happened before that? What happened before that? And mm. just go back to, to get to the point where they actually said, oh, it's actually not that bad. I don't have to get there in five years because I know what to do now. Yeah. So that's where... I'm saying, okay, sometimes I think in this reason, I, I totally agree. And I was like, when you gave number three and there wasn't like content right away, I was like, where is he going with this? Why is content not key? Yeah. Uh, but then <laughs> but I came back to it. <laughs> I, re I reverse <laughs> engineered it. I came back to it. <laughs> That's actually um, not that we would know with our tens and tens of followers. Um, but I think that's true, right? You, you have to be who you are because you cannot be anybody else. Yeah. And you have to make sure that you're half decent, interesting in what you're doing. Because there's so many yeah. people out there. Somebody will care. You just have to make sure yeah. that you hang around for long enough so people can find exactly. you. Right? Exactly. And, and then obviously people with having guests like yourself on, Thank you. Um, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be interesting enough uh, for people to listen to us. Because just Ross and me is not that interesting. It's fascinating. I would disagree. It's thrilling. Really, it is. Right. <laughs> no, I, would, I, I would definitely disagree i think you guys are interesting and i think yeah, people, I you know what right? it, I, and even if even if you are joking as well i think that so many people discredit themselves when it comes to interest as discredit themselves when it comes to value or say oh, i don't really have anything to say which is interesting i don't really have anything to say which is valuable like you being yourself is valuable the reason i say that is because nobody else is like you and i'm not saying that on a motivational thing i'm saying that because it's true like literally scientifically i was just giving you like the you. personal development thing there like hey there you go there's the batch for you there right there <laughs> <laughs> but i say i'll you know i'll actually get into it as well I'll, i get into it so easy i get into personal development mode like that because you become what you consume this is the stuff that i consume and talk about all the time so it just comes out it just flows so my my, my, my bad guys if it comes out again that's <laughs> no, good it's good it's good uh, because one of the one of the things i think that happens is as we've been podcasting now right for most of a year mm -hmm. you listen to other podcasts and you want to be like them right um one of the things i do is i'm a i'm a part-time pastor and i'm preaching this weekend as, as we're recording this and i listen to other preachers and i want to sound like them and it's like yeah. you, you you go and get a job and then you look at the other people who are doing your job if you're doing anything like sales or recruiting or something and you read linkedin you see oh that's how they're doing their job i want to be them but i think you're right jonathan it's like just being authentically you mm. bringing the value that you have just by being alive and being human is is so much more than people ever give it credit for so many people go like ah i gotta i gotta imitate somebody else I, mm -hmm. I, yeah no 
just just be who God made you. Like go, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't oh. yeah. <laughs> Russ, you <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. I couldn't really say it better than that. That's exactly <laughs> it. Just be who God made you. Because you are unique. Everyone has their this is why I I really do appreciate the journey and why I look back on my journey and the way I'm able to say it so smoothly is because I look at it. A lot of people don't look back like they don't they don't look mm -hmm. back in a positive light and they don't look back as like, OK, how has my life worked cohesively to get me here to where I am at this point? And I look at all these things and how all these things have amounted to where I am right now. I said the photography and the videography and the creative design skills. I'm able to set up a camera and a mic and all that kind of stuff because of what I did back then. Mm -hmm. And all of it has amounted into the man that I am today. And it's the same for you guys as well and what you do like. Um, Maurice, you said that um, you you uh, worked with a deaf, or not deaf row, sorry, that is not the right record label. Deaf, was it deaf, deaf, jam? <laughs> deaf jam? Deaf Jam. Deaf Jam, that was it. You, you worked with some of those guys and you would have got stuff from them that I do not know. You would have got maybe some insight from them that I do not have and you're able to share stuff that I cannot share because you were you and you've had that and you've also had the, the, um, the influence of having a German background as well, like you have so many different parts of the world within you and you have so many different parts of different people, different environments within you that makes you unique. Like there is nobody else like you, but that is why I honestly think that people have so much value, but they just don't unlock it and they don't put it out there because they don't think that they have it. And it's a, it's a big shame. It's a really, really big shame. But I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, mm. Okay. I, I think people are, a lot of times are there they are small talking themselves and like they're, mm. they're really talking themselves down and i'm not a fan of that right i i think everybody is a unique and b there's a niche for everybody or niche how you say it in the us uh for everybody um uh, mm. and for everybody to shine in right and um mm. so that's what i, well, I um what i really appreciate go ahead russ yeah i think the i think the flip side of that is is dangerous too right if you if you think too highly of yourself, if you think, hey, I'm great, I'm just going to go and take on the world and not listen mm -hmm. to anybody else, I'm just going to do my thing, right? That whole that whole process, you can burn bridges too, right? So yeah, understanding that you have value, but at the same time, you know, learning from what you're doing and learning from mm -hmm. the people around you and, and learning from that experience and growing and, and having that, I think, Jonathan, as you've been kind of talking about, having that growth mindset of like, That's it. I haven't reached it yet. But I am growing toward it and I'm valuable for growing toward it. And that's okay, right? Like finding that balance in the middle, uh, walking that line. I, I was going to ask you a question though, Jonathan, um, because it mm -hmm. seems like you, you kind of lean that way already is you, you talk about the the value of kind of looking back over the things that you've achieved and things that you've learned and, and, and mm -hmm. considered and stuff. Um, do you have, is that like sort of a part of your normal kind of day, week, month? Is this kind of self-reflection the thing you do regularly or it's just kind of a habit you've built over time or what what is that how does that play into your into your growth mindset it's a good question um it used to be something i did daily like i did used to journal and that was a lot more towards the start of the entrepreneurial journey because i had to document my time i had to say okay what did i actually do today because when you mm -hmm. you can't <laughs> you can't lie to yourself but then you know that it's not the truth so I had to say, all right, cool. Let me be my own therapist. Let me say, okay, how did the day go? Um, what are you grateful for as well? That's why I have a very 
like a very much a positive mindset because I'm grateful for so many different things and don't complain too much mm-hmm. because I'm very happy that I have family, that I have friends, mm-hmm. that I have things that are going well and going in the right direction. A lot of people look at themselves and say, oh, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but are things going in the right direction? Are you on the right trajectory? I believe that I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with that. And I have that gratitude that I'm able to be doing this and I'm able to be doing it um, with the success that we're having at this moment in time. And we kind of, I always feel like I'm on the brink of something great. But, um, and I'm doing something great as well, which is really important. But what was the question again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Russ, what was the question? <laughs> the, sort of the value of, of that self-reflection and the practice ah. that you that you do and how, how you're yeah. kind of recording those learnings and where that is in your yeah. in your day or your week or your life or your whatever it is. So yeah, it used to thank you um for that. And it used to be a daily journal, but then now I do looms. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the the software loom. No, mm-hmm. I don't. Actually, don't know. Okay, so Loom is essentially a video recording software where you can kind of record yourself and record your screen at the same time. Um, and then what I do is I usually break down on a Sunday. I break down to like a Sunday evening. So when I'm planning my week ahead, that's another important thing that I do. I uh, have a look at the week just gone. What did I do? I have a look at my calendar. I said, okay, cool. I had the Crazy People podcast recording. I also had um, a few team meetings. Uh, I had a meeting with this team. Oh, I went there. Um, okay, cool. I did this and I did that. And I also hit this milestone as well. So I ha- analyzed my week that I just had and then kind of recap it on the loom and speak to this exact camera and say, look, so, okay, this week we brought in a couple of clients. Um, I also experienced this. I went to this really cool place, which was really, really nice. How did that make me feel? I don't know. And I just talked to the camera um, and it really just, it helps me to, when, when I think out loud and when I speak to the camera, number one, it helps me to document because I can actually look back on this in a couple of years time and say, wow, mm-hmm. so I was, I was worried about this. Look at what I have to deal with now. Okay, right. So if I got through, if I got through this, then I could definitely get through that. It's about keeping receipts as well. I like to keep receipts of um, things that I've done, things that I've been through. So it used to be a daily loom, or sorry, daily journal, written journal, and then now it's become a weekly loom because um, daily looms I don't really have, I don't make the time for. I don't make the time for. It's not, it's not that I don't have the time; I just don't make the time for them. So yeah, now it's a weekly loom. I look back at my video, talk to the camera for about twenty minutes, and kind of break it down, and then plan the week going ahead. And that just helps me with self-reflection and um, organization and discipline as well. Because if I knew that I wasted a lot of time this week, then I said, okay, cool. Next week, that's not happening. You know, the funny thing is, and I think that's one of the red lines that I see for all the guys that we talk to that are actually successful, is the level of organization, Mm. um, the level of accountability, and just really driving themselves. And I don't mean it in a in an mm-hmm. obsessed way. I mean it in a in a positive, energized way, right? Driving mm-hmm. themselves, keeping themselves focused on the right things to do. I, f- I find it amazing um that it is, right, Russ? I mean, yeah. That's um that, that's that connecting thread between everybody, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Self, self-driving, self-working uh, through the processes and making sure that um, the focus is still there. Even though I could probably give that answer after having talked to you for the past 40 minutes or so, why do people work with you? In terms of my business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for a couple of different reasons. <laughs> I thought it sound big-headed. Uh, number one, um, I'd say because our product is good and mm-hmm. um, 
we have testimonials backing what we do and our clients are happy as well, which is always great. And they can see that through the testimonials that we provide and they can see it through the results that we show on our page as well. Um, also, my personality as well. Like people tend to like, um, the clients that I have now tend to like myself because I'm the one that gets on the sales calls. Like we actually build a rapport. I like building a rapport with people. It's, it's, it's like, I think it's very important. Like humans, we're here to have connections with each other. I think that's super important. Just regardless, when I'm in a queue, I'll speak to the person next to me instead of being on my phone. I think it's important to have human connection. And it's the mm -hmm. same with my clients as well. Like I actually have a, a good relationship with my clients. Like I speak to them. I say, okay, what are your personal goals? What are the business goals? How can we make both of them go in the same direction? So that's why people like working with myself. Um, also, my team is a reflection of me. I, I like to think of the law of magnetism when it comes to um, uh, leaders. I think it was John C. Maxwell that was talking about the law of magnetism in his 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Um, it's like how leaders often magnetize other people that kind of reflect them or are similar to them, to their organization, to their team. I mean, he's a pastor um, like yourself, um, Russ. And um, that's why I even read some of his books because he's such a great leader and he's also a pastor. So he brought in both the Christian side and um, the leadership and business side, which I thought was super, super interesting. But um, the law of magnetism, yes. So the people in my business are a reflection of me too. So if my clients like me, they're also going to like the team. So they love everything about us, essentially. Um, also, what else would I say? I give, I basically present them, present clients. I present people with what they want. People want to become thought leaders. People want to be a celebrity in their niche. And I give them what they need. So they need a podcast, they need uh, a person. Okay, not everybody needs a podcast, but specific people need a podcast and need a personal brand. And they're able to leverage that. And I'm able to help them do all of this stuff. And I feel like it just comes all in a pretty package of myself. So I'd say that's why people <laughs> like working with me. Um, f fantastic answer. And uh, again, I, uh, yeah, I would have, I would have guessed most of that uh, too. Uh, why do you work with clients? What makes a good client for you? Okay. Well, the first or second question or both? Well, take it wherever you want to go to. Go with it. Okay. I mean. I'd say um, what makes me want to work with clients is do I actually like them as a person? Because I made the mistake where I've seen red flags. Russ, Maurice, I've seen red flags at the very start. And I said, uh yeah why not yeah just bring them on board no no i've realized that is not the way to do business at all not for myself i know some people it might be a thing of okay yeah let's just bring them on board they might they might churn they might leave in a sec but it's, it's okay at least we get that that money and that's not what we're about it's about do i actually like working with you do i like you as a person do my team like you as a person as well and we usually operate on a three-month contract uh minimum retainer at the very start and that is that's not just to see if the client is likes our services because we know that they usually like our services but it's also to see if the team likes the client and if i like working with the client i don't want to have yeah, a six smart. month 12 month membership membership <laughs> it's kind of like a membership <laughs> I'm, I'm subscribing yeah. to this client and they're subscribing to myself yeah. i don't want to be locked in for six 12 months when i don't even know the people yet so mm -hmm. that's one reason why i like to um or one thing that makes me want to work with someone when i actually like them as a person number two they produce value so I don't think that my business, I, I don't want my business to be here just to make, um, just to make podcasts that don't really speak about anything of value, in my opinion, um, more popular. I'd rather put out podcasts that are creating value 
and are actually solving a problem i'd rather promote them a lot more and, and promote businesses that are actually doing something good a lot more rather than um let's say i could i could work with a big i know a lot of people who have very very big podcasts but they are not pushing what i would consider to be value and positive value in the world so yeah um, that's another reason why I work with the particular type of people I work with. I usually work with um, B2B businesses that are potentially SaaS companies or startups because I think a lot of them are pretty cool and they're actually solving a problem. Like a lot of these SaaS companies, they're solving a problem. I also work with um, a sustainable marketing business. So they actually only work with sustainable companies. I'm not that big on sustainability and all the green stuff and everything like that. I drive a petrol car. Um, it's Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a vegan. I eat a whole lot of meat. Um, and I don't, yeah, that stuff is great, but it's not really <laughs> my thing, but I still think it's a good message to put out there that you're yeah. looking after the world, you're taking care of things. Right. And that kind of the person that they are is also reflected in or uh, yeah, the person that they are is also reflected in the business that they have. So everything works together. And I see, um, I see the things that the people that these people do, that the clients do. And if I agree with it, and if the um, it, it actually aligns with our values, then we go ahead. And if it doesn't, then we don't go ahead. And the values are um, integrity, um, honesty, transparency. Um, I think it, uh, another one is uh, communication as well. That's super, super important. And I can't remember what the fifth one is. But as long as a client kind of aligns with that, then we're pretty much good to go. Perfect. Perfect. As we are closing this, I have a couple of quick hitting questions. Uh, let's start off with the easiest one. Um, that is the last business book you, that you've written, uh, read, actually not written, read. Yep. That is this one right here. Uh, $100 million offers by Alex Hormozzi. Has, this has taken me a ridiculous amount of time to get through because I'm studying this book. Literally, I've got <laughs> highlight, highlights all over it. I'm writing notes and everything like that. $100 million offers. It is a big I recommend this to any entrepreneur, honestly. Honestly, it helps you so much in so many different aspects of business. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, what is the next topic that you're looking to dive into? Could be business, could be private, could be whatever your mind takes you. In terms of in terms of what in this conversation or life? General. What's the like what is the big next the next big thing that you want to dive into? Again, it could be cooking, it could be the car that you're looking for or a business, uh, a business <laughs> thing or whatever it is. I'd say one thing I've been looking at a lot recently is acquisitions. So I remember, I remember you were saying, uh, Maurice, about acquisitions and mergers and such. I've been looking at acquisitions and acquiring businesses. And a lot of my friends talk to me about buying properties and such. And I'm like, I don't know real estate, but I know business. So maybe that's something that I should be doing in the future, acquiring businesses that kind of um, complement the business that I currently run. And um maybe even acquiring much, much bigger businesses than mine with through investment and all that kind of stuff. And then maybe I need to meet some ultra high net worth people who are going to be able to fund this stuff. There's so many thoughts running through my head, but that's the kind of stuff I'm looking at right now. Um, because I, I just I like to think very big. Um and I like to expand my mind. So yeah, buying businesses. Fantastic. That's a great answer. Um then the next great thing, question. five dinner guests, dead or alive. I have dinner guests. Okay. That's a hard question too. It's <laughs> always a super hard question. Can I get you guys' answers as well? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Can we can we do one each? 
So, no, so no, not, no, okay, no. Okay, let's see one each. Let's see one each. Put together their table. Get ready. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay, so I'd say one person. Oh, I'd have to say Alex or Mosey because of how much I just know he's got a crazy amount of value, and he'll just make everything so. I feel like he'll make everything so simple. Just like, oh, just do this. Yeah, just do this. And I've seen him do it before as well with other people when he's consulted them. But it costs like twenty five k for an hour or something like that to speak with him. So. Uh, maybe in the future, but yeah, I'd say I'd say himself. Yeah, I've, as you can tell, I probably I think about business a lot. But yeah, Alex Omozi. All right, Russ, go ahead. Uh, uh, the guy that you just mentioned a little while ago, Jonathan uh, John C. Maxwell. Right, you yeah, guys, just amazing. tons and tons and tons of experience and stories mm-hmm. and where he's been in his life and yeah. and stuff. That'd be that'd be an amazing dinner, right? So, all right, um... go ahead, Maurice, you're up. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably be a little bit more cliche. I would go as the first one, and also because I wasn't prepared, uh, I go with Michelle <laughs> Obama because I find her amazing, especially in the perspective of what she really does do and how she talks to people and how she mm-hmm. um, addresses certain topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the claim when when they go low, you go high, and that entire attitude that she has. Mm. Um, I very much love that. I quoted her in one of my books, and I really like what she's doing there. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I'd also say, uh, oh, what, who was I going to say? I literally had he was literally right there <laughs> as well. Oh, it was really good. No, too. it was uh, Russ. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, what, what is his name now? That is a shame. He's from Barbados. He's a preacher. Um, unfortunately, he passed away in his private jet. Um, uh, Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe. He is amazing. Uh, just the amount of wisdom that he has is crazy. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's Miles Monroe. Definitely. Definitely Miles Monroe. Yeah. There you go. I would, I would add Eleanor Roosevelt. If we're going to have Michelle Obama... I want to. I want to have Eleanor Roosevelt, who also very famous, you know, first lady for speaking up and yes. speaking out. Yes, love to hear those two talk about stuff. That'd be cool. This is an amazing table, and we have more race. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I have a couple of options, but for for good balance, I would actually bring in my. Well, actually, I should bring in both, but I bring in my German grandmother. Um, no, great grandmother actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in her town. She was the first woman um, going to university. They were the first people in their town having a car. And I'm talking oh. early 1900s, right? Because I'm old, so imagine uh, several generations removed. She was born in something like 1870 something. Mm-hmm. And imagine to be a woman going to university and doing all this. And yeah, so um, I would like to get her perspective with everything that she went through. It's amazing. Oh, is it me? Who else? Oh, one, yeah. one more round? You're up, Jonathan. Uh, let's final round. round. I say final, final round, final round. Uh, ooh. I would say... Grant Cardone as well. I just love his energy. He's just got so much energy. And he's a big family man too, so probably get some advice there on how to balance business and family and such. 
Hmm. Ahead, Russ. The, well, the whole the whole dead or alive just makes the horizon too far. Um, so I, I'd, I'd either go with somebody like uh, Pope Francis or the Dalai Lama, right? Oh, wow. One of those yeah. guys who's just is not afraid to kind of speak out. And mm -hmm. even if what he says is controversial, even if he's got some hate, you know, flying at him, he just, mm. he's speaking out on behalf of you know, people who have less and, and have difficulties. Mm -hmm. So one of those guys, whoever's got a free spot in their calendar that day. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. My next one, I gotta, I gotta bring some fun to the table, right? Uh, I yeah. mean, Michelle Obama is fun. My great grandmother is probably fun. But she's probably a little bit uncomfortable with all those modern people. So I'm bringing in Bill Russell. Um, Bill Russell is a, I don't know if you are familiar with him, basketball player. You uh, recently uh, passed away. He's, um, he was a player coach. He won, he won 11 championships. And if you heard him talk, hmm. he talked about uh, Martin Luther King. Wow. He didn't say Dr. King or whatever. He said, yeah, and then I met Mitt Martin and blah, blah, blah. And then met with Malcolm and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Malcolm who? <laughs> and then um, very casually, because he was at the forefront of the civil rights movements, right? And he wow. had to bear things that you, that you cannot imagine. But yet, whenever you saw an interview, whatever... What I remember the most, and there's a great interview, uh, a video interview that he did with Bill Simmons. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that Bill Simmons did in that interview, he had uh, the laugh of Bill Russell come through. Because mm. that's really what you, there's this cackle type laugh that he had. Mm. That's something that you always hear. Whatever he talks about, right? There's always a little joke hanging in there. There's always a joke mm. about to come, right? Mm. And so, yeah, he would be fun. The a good mix of lighten up the table, but also have a really deep conversations, right? Yeah. And then yeah. just for more fun and for a similar kind, it would have been Stevie Wonder. Um, so he yeah. gets an honorable mention here because oh, I've yeah. seen I've yeah. seen him in a concert. It was like the last concert in a tour. Uh, one of his couple of his background singers was its her birthday and they did a three and a half hour show and he had jokes he did impressions he did all kinds of stuff right so yeah i like fun people that have a that have depth to them right so yeah so he's a good one yeah i gotta check my calendar this is fun i'm i'm in for this dinner this is great this sounds amazing and we keep yeah. forgetting that us three are there as well that's going to be an amazing dinner yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing All right, that's fantastic. Mr. Reidentify. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show uh, and having this thousand percent. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. I wish you all the best. Um, continued success with your businesses. I'm pretty sure they're already lining up um, to work with you. And um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to visit this little podcast of crazy people for crazy people and show off a little bit of your crazy too that's cool yeah, come on come on it won't be little for long <laughs> our tens and tens of followers agree <laughs> there's a thousand scene all right thank you so much have a no worries, great guys. evening great how did you say good morning good afternoon good evening yeah good morning have good all. afternoon good evening with your host for the evening 
All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.